Welcome to Reimagine Success. We're a husband and wife team that want the most out of life. Most people don't stop to celebrate their successes enough. This causes burnout, stress, anxiety, and can even lead to health issues. It's our mission to encourage people to realize all the good things in their lives. We share knowledge that encourages, motivates, and inspires you to live your best life by changing the way we all view success. Together we can figure out what it truly means to live our best lives. Welcome, Welcome to, to Season 3 of Reimagine Success. Welcome to season three of Reimagine Success. Hey, everybody. We are just 10 days away from Christmas now. Oh, it's crazy. So our house is full of really good smells right now. Mm -hmm. There has been stuff in the oven, cooking, our lights are up, our trees up, everything's decorated. Well, you guys already know that because we've already told you about our trees. So, um, but you are ex so excited because... The kids will be with us the day after Christmas. No, on Christmas we're Day. On Christmas Day this year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're getting the kids for Christmas Day for an entire week. And yeah. we're this really excited about it. We get to have them for New Year's. This will be the first the New Year's that we've had with them since we've been married. Right. So it's our very first family New Year's, which, yeah, yeah it's going to be so much fun. Um, we have some really big ideas. If you guys have really big ideas that we could do with the kids for New Year's, then definitely email us at reimaginesuccesspod at gmail.com or reach out to our social media platforms. We want to hear from you on what we should do fun for the kids for our very first New Year's Eve as a family. Also, let us know what successes you're having through the Christmas holidays. It may be you survived uh, Thanksgiving with your family. You may have had a great uh, pre-Christmas yeah. thing with all your friends and family. Maybe. So got your Christmas done early and you are just relaxing now, which we are not. We still have to go to the store tomorrow. So yeah, maybe you got a huge Christmas bonus and now you're just getting to chill for the entire Christmas <laughs> season. So just let us know, reach out on social media at reimagine success pod, or like Melissa said, reimagine success pod at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. And we'd love to hear from you. With that, we've got a fantastic interview coming your way today. Today, we've got Jackie Sanders, who is an abstract geometric artist based in downtown Raleigh, North Carolina, who's on a mission to transform life's mundane moments into memorable experiences. Mm -hmm. After earning her MFA from Virginia Tech, Jackie grew her ex expertise in digital marketing and content creation for small business owners as a way to help them bring their visions to life. Jackie is the co-host of the Level Up Artist podcast and a creative business mentor to career-minded artists through her Level Up Artist membership community. She currently has a community-facing art studio in downtown Raleigh, North Carolina, which I'm really jealous about, <laughs> at Art Space, where she shows the creative process in action to visitors and future collectors. Jackie, welcome to the podcast. We're so glad to have you with us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Well, we're so excited because... I feel like you do a lot of things very similar to what we do. Mm -hmm. uh, we do a little bit of content creation and marketing and, um, you know, we're graphic design, we do. Uh, <laughs> anything to elevate our brand. And so we're just love diving in because we're always looking for those connections and you never know when a partnership may, may open up. So yeah. we want to learn about you and what your story is. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about how you got started, um, how, what kind of life you had and where you are now. Yeah, definitely. So, um, which again, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you guys and share my story with your audience. Of course. Um, it really started like, I mean, years and years ago, starting in college, I majored in art, 
kind of did the typical like checklist of what you're supposed to do when you're younger, right? Mm-hmm. Like went to undergrad, did extracurricular activities, did the internship, got my master's. It was kind of like, okay, here's my checklist of what it means to be quote unquote successful in my career. Let me just start right. checking those boxes off. Um, but I feel like with any industry and especially within the arts, so much of it is about defining success for yourself. And I'm sure as you guys talk about a lot on your podcast, it's really, you have that moment of, okay, on paper, it looks like I'm doing great, but I feel like something might be missing. Um, and so right after I graduated college, I moved to Raleigh. Um, in classic artist fashion was juggling like six part-time jobs, just like <laughs> trying to make it work. Doing like some work 30 hours a week and nannying and mm. wine and design painting and some freelance stuff, just making it work. Yeah. Um, until I eventually had a full-time job um that was incredible, gave me great work experience, was a little bit creative. Um, but I found that when I had that quote unquote, stability of a nine to five job um, that I wasn't giving myself enough time to work on my creative practice. Yeah. Um, And so back in 2019, I made the conscious effort to, okay, really, what does it look like to be a career minded artist? What does it Mm -hmm. look like not having assignments from professors? Mm -hmm. You don't have deadlines. What does this look like now? Um, And so fast forward to now, I have a community facing studio in downtown Raleigh, as you said, um, get to both make um, original abstract acrylic paintings. um, And one of my favorite things is being able to connect with other people through the artwork that I make both online and in person at my studio. I love that. Now the artwork that's behind you, did you design and create all of that? Yeah, so these are a few pieces, um, what I call my personal collection. Okay, mm-hmm. not for sale. <laughs> yeah, there's like a few pieces that are always either like a breakthrough moment or mm. like a self-discovery moment. I'm like, you know what? This belongs to me. Yeah. And yeah. work for future homes, um, people that, paintings that need to find their new homes, their new owners. Um, but I'm like, I feel like these are my paintings. So yeah. they live in my house now. Yeah. I love that. As a musician, I really get that a lot. Uh, I do a lot of custom music for different people, um, you know, for podcast production or whatever it is that they need. And mm-hmm. there's some music that I make. I'm like, no, this one's mine. You can't yeah. have this. I have to release this. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. You've been an entrepreneur for a while now and for a couple of years, and you've been out on your own doing this and out of the corporate world. What were the main struggles you had when first launching your business? Oh, man. Yes. I think the biggest thing, especially as a creative, I mean, I think there's many facets to being an entrepreneur in general, and then especially a creative entrepreneur where you're not just launching a business but what you're physically making is also the product that you're selling. And so it's kind of like a double whammy um, of being ingrained in the process. Um, And so I think the biggest mindset shift that I had to overcome was, of course, one, time management. Um, Mm -hmm. If you're working a nine to five job or on some days, a nine to 7 PM job, depending if it was a long day, um, of really when you are going to prioritize that time. Um, and because I feel like it's so easy to make those excuses or we all have other obligations besides our day job of 
exactly. And friends and mental health and being healthy. Living um, life. So really, <laughs> yeah, crazy concept. <laughs> <laughs> and so really making sure that if I didn't have the time, I had to make the time. Mm. Um, and so the biggest, I feel like win early on for me um, was starting to wake up earlier in the day, which sounds like kind of cliche of just like, just wake up earlier, like wake up 15 minutes earlier, but it really does make a difference. I felt like for me and my creative practice, because, um, the energy left over, so to speak at the end of a work day mm-hmm. was not where I thrived creatively. Mm. Cause you're so influenced by if it was a great day at work or feels a stressful day at work or friends want to hang out in the evening and have dinner. And so like, there's so many variables, but very few people are asking to hang out early in the morning. So, like, <laughs> so blocking off that time, I felt like was the, like one of the biggest steps of me consciously prioritizing my business. Um, and then the other biggest thing was the, that idea of not just committing to a creative practice, but also growing a creative business was the difference of working in your business and working on your business. Mm. So not just doing the day-to-day stuff, not Um, thinking short-term, but okay, long-term, what do these systems of marketing look like? Where's my kind of um, audience funnel look like? Okay, you connect with them in person and then you connect with them on social media, get them on their newsletter list. Like what's that customer journey? And really educating myself on those very basic business principles, but they're pretty timeless as an art major because they don't teach you that in art school. Yeah, <laughs> They teach you about the craft. They teach you about the language and uh, how to express yourself through all these different forms of design. And mm-hmm. um, for a while, I felt like I was a little critical of art school. Like, well, they didn't prepare me for the real world, but they taught me how to have a creative art practice, not run an art business. If right. I wanted a business degree, mm-hmm. I should have gone to business school. So um, I feel like you learned that it really is wearing those two different hats. Yeah. You know, that that actually makes sense. There should be in all, actually, this should be required in, in all colleges, no matter what you're doing at the very end of, towards the end of your degree, you should kind of go into that business mindset Yeah. if you want to learn the business side of it. Because there's a lot of people who, you know, they are going into a particular field, marketing, whatever, and and yeah. art, and they need to turn that into a business. And it's like, how do you turn that into a business? That, yeah. that would be a really yeah. amazing thing to add to the curri- curriculum. That would require colleges to actually teach you stuff that's worthwhile knowing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really interesting idea. And I've been thinking about it so much lately um, on my podcast, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. Um, mm-hmm. I'm actually thinking about like going back and interviewing a lot of the professors that I had as mentors mm. in undergrad. Mm because they were so impactful in my creative development. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially thinking about this conversation with academia, like especially getting older, I'm not 18 anymore. So mm-hmm. kind of thinking in their mindset of they aren't running art businesses, they're yeah. professors and they have tenure and they are educators. And mm-hmm. then their research as a tenured professor is making artwork. So they're not worried about sharing on Instagram or growing a newsletter following or making sales. So they're kind of going in the more 
gallery museum mm-hmm. focus, like having articles written about them, which is wonderful and great and a whole different way that you can define success as an artist. Right. Um, but kind of looking back, I'm like, well, I don't think they would really know about how to use social media to market your artwork to a <laughs> consumer because they don't do that. Um, so yeah, that would almost have to be like a whole other class or your senior year if you want to do that like mm-hmm. a offshoot. I don't know. Well, you would think, like, <laughs> I know with music majors, because I was a music major, mm-hmm. you have different options of what kind of music major you are. You could yeah. be a performance major. You could be a church music major. You can be a composition major. You could be a music for film, music for, like, whatever. Like, yeah. you would yeah. think that they would break art into that mm-hmm. those categories as well. But it seems like art just, unfortunately, just, just get, like, you're either graphic design or, like, it goes by mediums more right. than what your future goals oh. are and what what place you want to be in life and you would think that they would start breaking that up a little bit more you know art for uh digital marketing you know that that's a whole different set of skills that most uh, people that are art majors don't even tap into that yeah well you do it a little bit in marketing though in marketing you learn a little bit about you know design and graphic design and you learn that side of it but you don't learn the art side of it. So it's kind of like a catch 22. Yeah. You almost have to be a double major just to get what you need. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny. I mean, with my undergrad, I actually did double major in studio art and art history, Mm -hmm. but then I got a minor in business leadership, um, (laughs) which at the time kind of just felt like I was very fortunate to come into school with credits. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I had some wiggle room and some people would take fun classes in college, like like wine tasting or something else, <laughs> which would be great. But in my mind, I'm like, every class has to count. And so right. um, and so smart, smart. I'm like, if I'm paying out of state tuition, we're making yeah. this count. <laughs> I can do wine tastings on my own time, but <laughs> yes, yes. Lots um, of wine tasting later on when you have yeah. all of your art and all the galleries all over the world. You're lucky exactly. though. That 18 year old mentality would be like wine, 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 yeah, you know, right. or 21, I guess it forgot. Yeah. But like the post-college mentality is like, man, I'm really glad I buckled down and took those yeah. business classes now. Yeah. So if you're, if you're still in college, listen here, it's, it's all good, good and fun to have the fun while you're in college. But if you want to succeed after college, maybe yeah. think a little less about what you're drinking and more about what you're learning. (laughs) Yeah. And that was actually kind of related. One of the great pieces of advice that one of my mentors sophomore year gave me was she gave us an assignment, which this, I feel like was kind of breadcrumbing that business education or think about what you want to do when you graduate, even though Mm -hmm. we are still 19. Um, she was made us look like go to indeed.com, go to Google and look up what job you would ideally want to have after graduation, Mm -hmm. print off the like requirements and then basically start reverse engineering. Okay. If they Mm -hmm. want a four page writing sample of this general type, okay. What homework assignment can you basically use to apply to that or do an internship that's based on education or research. And so basically reverse engineering that. Um, And so a lot of it, Like I've always been interested in marketing, I think without knowing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so one of the marketing classes that I took as part of the business leadership minor um, was social media marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I basically, one of my favorite projects in the class was doing an in-depth analysis of like what 
a small gallery versus a big museum posted on Instagram. Oh, wow. So I went cool. through like 500 posts of them. And I'm like, well, this one highlights more of the collection. And this one highlights like community events and family into this like whole in-depth research and graphs. And back before there was like social media analytic reporting mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. have now where you could what took me Push weeks to probably be done with a button. And I'm like, that would have been nice. Right. <laughs> but it really was, I feel like kind of taking that curtain um, away and seeing, okay, if I were in a marketing role in a gallery, I would know what type of content to post. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I feel like little things like that, like adding skills to my tool belt in undergrad with those projects or with classes like that of have really helped with, growing my business now or like at the time it felt like just something cool and what I was interested in and then of course in hindsight you're like oh this comes like full circle now <laughs> of being a creative business owner yourself you have to you have to wear all the hats you're you sure do. Do. yes yeah. you do and but it's cool because as you learn and as you grow you can also develop a team to be able to help you and um you know to enforce everything that you are doing and everything that you're learning um, so with that, what type of art do you do? What what are your mediums and where do you get your inspiration from? Yes. So I work primarily in abstract geometric. Um, and so if people haven't seen my work before, it's a lot of super bold gestural colors and then a lot of crisp, sharp lines. Um, primarily, they've been white lines in the past that are like overlaid onto the painting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm starting very to similar to what's behind you. Correct. Yes. Very okay. similar to what's behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really love exploring that idea of organizing chaos. I'm um, mm-hmm. trying to impose structure onto chaos. Um, and a lot of the influence comes from, well, for one, my parents own an architecture firm. Um, and so, we grew up going to like Frank Lloyd Wright houses and mm-hmm. some people, some kids would draw like doodles of cartoons. And I was sketching with like a straight edge and a ruler. So yeah. <laughs> I see, I see. <laughs> I like stuck a little bit. Um, and, but especially with abstract work, I work primarily in acrylic paint, mm-hmm. um, which is a fast drying water-based paint. Um, and so I love that idea of being able to make a lot of layers Conceptually, I like it. Also, just logistically, you can mm. work on multiple paintings at one time um, and just unpacking that order and chaos and how those two are intertwined. I really like that because nature mm-hmm. and the universe and everything yes. is built up of geometry, you yeah. know, if you if you really mm-hmm. study it and everything. But there's also a lot of chaos. Yep. And so yeah. it's almost like your art is mimicking what's happening in nature. Mm-hmm. And I really think that's super cool because you're bringing that geometry into the chaos. I love that concept. Yeah. And I'm, I love good geometry. Yeah. We say that all the time to be like nature, follow mm-hmm. what nature does, because when you do that, it's just your, your life will just expand because they just, it, it, it's easy for nature to do whatever it is needs to do. And if you copy that, it'll be easy for you. Yeah. And it's funny you say that because my latest series, um, that these two are a part of, um, this was actually like a big breakthrough painting that I had during COVID, which is pretty crazy. I feel like Mm -hmm. this whole thing COVID happened. I don't know if you guys heard about it. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Rumors on the street. Um, Yeah. 
but I feel like a lot of artists kind of responded in two different ways. Mm -hmm. Like some were like, great. I'm super introvert. I don't like being pressured to go out anyway. And they just stayed in their studio. And it was like their multiple month studio retreat. And they were like super prolific, just made painting after painting after painting and lived their Mm -hmm. best life. But for those who are extroverted artists, which (laughs) we are very few and far between, um, but I was like, I make artwork in reaction to some of my human experiences Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting at home. Yeah. Not having no experiences. Yeah. No experiences. Yeah. <laughs> so this is like one of my first paintings. And I was like, you know, what? I just need to put something on a panel. It's probably going to turn out terrible and that's fine. And I feel like the gestures are one that I've been trying to mimic and I can't quite get it the same. Mm-hmm. And it was just like that breakthrough out of the hardship paintings. Nice. Um, and it was like, I think 4 a.m. when I painted it. Which, like I said, I started making my paintings earlier and earlier um, in the morning. And so it basically became this quiet stillness before Mm -hmm. the rest of the world woke up, before Mm -hmm. my day job. I would go into my studio at my house and just paint. And like, no one's asking to hang out at four, five a.m. in the morning. They're not. I get hit up all the time. (laughs) You're not getting phone calls. You're not getting emails. Um, and really just embracing and protecting that time of that's my creative energy time. Um, and so that's something that I've been implementing again in my recent series um, of bringing that into my creative process. So all of the gestural abstract color elements in the painting are all done before the sunrise. So 5, 6 a.m. And then the geometric lines, the order of society, so to yep. speak are brought in throughout the day. So it's like mm. the structure that's being imposed on our natural human being state, um, which one's not better than the other. And like the beauty is in the relationship between the two. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the structure is dominating. Sometimes the gestural human energy is dominating. Um, but I think that's a really fun balance that's interplaying because that's often uh, what my experience as a human has been of like, it's balancing those two things of yeah. one day you're like, I need to make structures and schedules and map everything out for the next five years. And then one day you're like, I just want to like sip on tea and do yoga and do yeah. <laughs> and like, so like your goals are total opposite sometimes. And like, normally it's a balance of both. Um, so it it's really fun is. exploring that. I <laughs> love really that is. so much yeah. because you're not only using time management to help yourself to process what it is that you need to do, but you're also putting an element of it that, that the time that you're doing it is also speaking to the art. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like you were saying, you know, you do this before the sun comes up and then throughout the day, you're doing the more structural things. So that, that to me is like a really beautiful mixture of how you're able to use time and restrictions and the, 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 the things that keep you, kind of caged in Mm -hmm. to your advantage and you you use what's inside the box to think outside of the box and I think that's really great oh thank you yeah I think that was definitely something an art school concept that was planned in in me by one of my professors like it's also just recognizing one how you naturally work some people work better at 11 p.m or 1 Mm -hmm. a.m staying up all night like they find that similar stillness in the night owl energy Um, But that idea of using what you may perceive as your limitation or restriction 
as a benefit in your process. And so, okay, I could easily sit there and be like, I don't have time to make artwork. I have a day job where I'm there eight to 12 hours a day. Realistically, when I first started, it was notorious for overtime hours. Um, But I was like, okay, let me use that as almost um, the rubric as if this were a school assignment. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you don't have a lot of money to start your creative practice, what if your assignment is to make a painting only for $30? Mm-hmm. How creative can you be where like basically taking every excuse and making that the challenge rubric of, I okay, if I only have 20 minutes a day, how, like what artwork can I make every day in 20 minutes? Right, right. We do a lot of that because, yeah. uh, you know, the time management, it goes back to time management and, you know, we're constantly like, how can we get this out? How can we get this real out? How can we get this TikTok out? You know, how can we get this social media content out? And it's, it's an all day, all the time, you know, so you have to find creative ways outside the box to Mm -hmm. be able to, to be able to get it all done. Yeah. And what you said about turning your, uh, your excuses into challenges, Mm -hmm. I think that's, a brilliant thing for anybody in any field. Take that nugget of truth right there because that is so great. I love that you said that because that just reframes that in such a great light. Yeah, definitely. Is there a way that you you structure the rest of your day though? Because you do a lot of different things. It's not just all doing art. You know, you're also doing the digital marketing and all that stuff. So how do you structure your day and keep up with your time management throughout your days to be the most efficient? So yes, time management, that's the ever evolving, ever changing process. Um, I think having so many different hats that I wear, so many different projects that I take on um, with creating artwork, running my art business, having the podcast, Mm -hmm. as you mentioned in the intro, as well as our online membership, my co-hosts and I um, create education materials for artists who want to turn their passion into a business and having a full-time day job in digital marketing. Um, it's definitely a lot ever evolving, um, daily flexibility of schedule, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think the biggest thing though, going from, um, previously a corporate job where I was in an office, um, to now I have a job where I'm fully working remote, which is wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, and being for an agency where they allow me to have a flexible schedule, um, has been a huge benefit for sure. And thinking about my time in time blocks has been the biggest benefit. So, um, as many entrepreneurs or just any people really can relate, there's always an ever evolving to-do list, everything from big scale, like plan out my marketing strategy for 2023 to yep. what content am I going to make on a quarterly and monthly and weekly basis to, okay, here's my shopping list. And, oh, I also need AAA batteries. And also like, <laughs> yep. make sure you check out this random documentary that a friend suggested. Like there's always like big scale versus small scale things mm-hmm. um, that I, I felt like was they were all taking up equal amounts of energy in my mind when I was first starting to add more to my plate. Um, and it is very overwhelming at first when you consciously add more to your plate. Mm -hmm. But what I quickly realized was I was 
especially with my art business and my creative practice, even though I still already had a full-time day job, by adding in my creative practice, it was actually giving me more energy to do the other parts of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it, yes, technically from an hourly standpoint was adding more that I had to do, but that was what was giving me the fuel to go through the parts of my day that were maybe more obligations or more running errands or going to this thing, or maybe certain day job tasks that I didn't love. But um, I think shifting that mindset of adding things to your plate doesn't mean adding things that are draining of your energy all the time. Sometimes it's adding something that replenishes your energy, that gives you room and space to show up in the other parts of your life better. That's so great. I love that. I love that because we we take this same exact uh, planning with with what it comes to day by day because everything is energy. And yeah. you look you look at everything as what is feeding you. And you know we start off in the mornings. We we have our routine. We wake up. We do yoga. You know we do breath work. We do meditations. Um, we go about our day. We go through our checklist of our goals. And at yeah. the end of the day, oftentimes we just have. Our, our goal boards, our dry erase markers, and we just write everything that is, is, is in our minds, yeah. you know, no matter what it is, big or small, like, what do we want to do? What do we want to accomplish here? Where do we want to go with this? Uh, where do, where do we want our business to grow? And you just write everything down. Yeah. A brain because, download. Yes, yep. exactly. Because, um, your, your brain from the entire day has so much stored up that if you don't get it out at the end of the day, then it's just going to go to the next day. You're going to go to bed. It's going to kind of start erasing and it's going to go to the next day. And then all of your tasks come back and your goals and everything yeah. that you're doing for the next day. So you always want to make sure you get that out. And, you know, I, I know for a lot of people it's very overwhelming to have so many different processes and so many different tasks and, and so many different things to do. And I know marketing, especially digital marketing mm-hmm. is very overwhelming. Um, I have a lot of clients that come to me and they're like, I just don't have time. I don't have time to create content. I don't have time right. to do this. Um, so what are some tips that you have for social media marketing and other forms of digital marketing that you can give to our listeners? Yeah, that's a great question. I would say the biggest thing is, again, as cliche as it sounds, yep. just planning ahead. Um, and when you're doing those brain downloads, if you're choosing to take on digital marketing for yourself, I have found it's easiest to, um, do similar tasks at the same time. Mm -hmm. So blocking off time to, okay, take and gather imagery. Okay. Mm -hmm. Block off time to write captions, um, and document ideas and without having to do each thing in a very choppy way. Um, and so with a social media strategy, definitely thinking about what's the end goal of creating content, um, not just creating content because your friend from down the street told you you're supposed to make an Instagram post or else you're not a real business. (laughs) You're just making something like, yeah, I do think you should probably be on social media in some extent, but like, what's your larger goal? Um, are you trying to build an audience on social media to get them to a newsletter? Are you like, who's your audience also? Are you trying to like for artists, are you trying to connect with other artists? Are you trying to connect with gallery and museums? Mm -hmm. Or are you trying to 
connect directly with new collectors Mm -hmm. because all of that, keeping that in mind and what your goal for them seeing the content is, I think by establishing those, it really helps clarify and makes making the content easier Yes, because again, it kind of gives you a rubric and a script for, okay, well, if you're creating content that you want a gallery owner to see, you're probably going to highlight a lot of the artwork that you're making, Mm -hmm. um, talking about what makes it different from other artists in your area, sharing the stories behind it. Um, versus if you're really wanting to connect with other artists, you might talk about your creative process a lot more struggles, tips and tricks that you found with different materials, um, which of course, all people are going to enjoy that content, but really mm-hmm. establishing who you want to be speaking to and what's that ideal action they would take mm-hmm. um, and reverse engineering that I think is really helpful that in comparison to just making something because you feel like you have to. It yes. always goes yeah. back to like, what's the why behind that motivation? Yeah. You know, it, and it's funny because you're, you're directly on point when it comes to, oh, I just need to come out with a post and they will plan a post the day of, and it'll go out and, you know, yeah. it may get some likes and may get whatever. But what I have found is if you are, you're planning and you do it with strategy, mm-hmm. like you have this coming out, it's like a puzzle. So you yeah. want to do it for the long-term game and you want to plan. Um, and that way, you know, okay, I'm going to hit them with this. And then the next day I'm going to follow it up with this motivation to why they should, should do it. And then the next day I'm going to hit them with this. And if you do that correctly, then yeah. your engagement and everything will definitely go up. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. And especially if you are able to and organized to create content for social media specifically, and even for like newsletters or blogs or website, depending on the business, if you're able to plan out a month minimum in advance, ideally two months, Mm -hmm. I have found that's been the most helpful. Yes. Especially Mm -hmm. when thinking about the multiple hats that we all wear as Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs, employees, friends, parent, uh, I don't know, productive member of society. Like (laughs) there's definitely just things that come up. And those were the points that I found the most stress, both in my business and in other workplaces was, oh, well, this has to go out today. Mm -hmm. I don't care if there's a family emergency. I don't care if they're, you're sick. I don't care of whatever, like, well, this has to get done. It feels like a life or death, whether that's imposed by someone else or self-imposed. Cause mm-hmm. honestly, as entrepreneurs, we can sometimes not be great bosses to ourselves. <laughs> so we have to check in and be like, how would I feel if like an actual boss was telling me to do this? We're like we're low on sleep and exhausted and haven't eaten all day. And they're like, yeah. mm-hmm. you need to be a good boss to yourself. Right. Um, <laughs> but planning ahead so that very rarely is there ever really a emergency. So like you're already planning right now, if it's in December, you've already kind of planned out what January content you have are going to make, or maybe you already have post scheduled. There's a mm-hmm. lot of awesome online schedulers. Yep. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're doing a little Valentine's day photo photo shoot with your business already, which yep. sounds yep. crazy. Cause it's nope, still, Christmas, it's not. Yeah. But- especially for those things that you know are 
holidays are going to happen every year mm -hmm. or you know, okay, this is something I have launching at the end of February and start writing the day of post of like, I'm so excited today is the day. And then reverse engineering, like what should I tell them a week before it comes out? Yeah. What should yeah. I tell them two weeks and reverse engineer it that way before you even announce that anything's coming. It's such a calming feeling knowing all I have to do is either make this post live or I already know it's going to be scheduled next Wednesday at 3 p.m. And I might be hiking in the woods when that yep. post goes live. Mm -hmm. um, so I, yeah, know, I feel like that's a, a nice stability that comes with having being prepared and having that. And if you want to do an impromptu post of a story one day, then that's more of like a fun thing. You never feel obligated to have to do anything. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes, and I don't know who originally said this or anything, but I, I like to use it often when dealing with people is that your lack of preparation does not constitute an emergency on my behalf. <laughs> yes. So like, yes. It, but that goes for ourselves too. You know, yeah. if, if I don't prepare myself enough, mm -hmm. then I can't be mad at myself when there's an emergency yeah. later. I, I can just look and back and say, you know what? Should have spent some more time preparing. I'll do better next time. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's one of, in addition to my original pieces, I also have a series of art products um, that I have for people. Um, they're in a handful of galleries and shops here in Raleigh. Um, and so one of them is like a motivation card. And I have a couple of different quotes, but one of them is probably my favorite. It's do the work that your future self will be thankful for. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like, yes. I love that. Fold that laundry the night before so you can wake up and it's already done. Like put those dishes away. Okay, plan this upcoming weeks of content. So, you know, when you're in the office, even if you just give yourself the rubric, like, okay, it's going to take me 10 minutes to take this exact picture and I'm going to post it with this caption and then I'm done because mm -hmm. you already, it already has a plan and mm -hmm. your future self's going to thank you. Be like, man, I'm so glad I did that. Yes. <laughs> yes. And once yeah. you start getting in that mindset too, I feel like it becomes easier because it kind of can be hard to start because you're almost trying to get ahead so you don't fall behind. But once mm -hmm. you're ahead, it's easier to stay ahead of the ball rather than like playing catch up all the time. Oh, yes. yeah, 100 yes. percent. And as creatives, we have to really structure ourselves yeah. in different ways because oftentimes we as creatives are more, you know, loose in things, you know, because we're just up in the clouds thinking about things all the time. Right. And we, got, we have to ground ourselves here. So as a creative, what what are some of the things that inspire you? You know, uh, what's the role of health and fitness, movement, mm. nature, mental health, introspective? You know, all these things feed into our creative process. So what does that look like in your life? Yeah, that is a huge thing for me. Um, so I absolutely love fitness. I've been an athlete my entire life. Um, so grew up playing mainly basketball and volleyball. Um, and now it's predominantly volleyball. I'm in multiple leagues here in Raleigh, like playing in the evening under the sunset and playing nice. pickup, Aww. um, and just loving cooking too. Like as an adult learning how you have to take care of your body and cooking and all the joys that that can bring and the colorful views, which definitely is helpful with yep. mm -hmm. inspiring some of my paintings. Um, but yeah, definitely taking care of my physical and mental health is a huge part of my creative process. And I feel like in the past, I kind of saw it as something that was in opposition to my creative practice because thinking 
sometimes too black and white about the use of time. I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, well, anytime I'm spending working out, it's not time that I'm spending making artwork. So I felt like I almost had to choose one or the other sometimes. And so when thinking about that of time management, I soon realized that anytime I would go in one direction or the other with only doing workouts every morning and not making artwork or only spending time in the studio and then not working out for multiple days, um, the other one definitely suffered. Mm -hmm. And thinking about it as taking care of my physical and mental health helping my creative process, mm-hmm. um, was a bit like, felt like a very big mindset shift, but it made it a lot easier of as creatives, like our mind and our body are our tools for creativity. Yeah. Um, and so of course, like if you were to put water into a gas tank of a car, like don't get frustrated if then the car like runs out of gas <laughs> and it stops working. Like if you're not feeling your body with nutritious food and movement and fresh air, then like creative blocks are going to happen more often. Yeah. Um, And so really recognizing that was part of the creative process, not in opposition to the creative process was really big. I love that. And, you know, it's absolutely right. If you are not putting the right fuels in your body, mm-hmm. everything will just crash and burn. And I love that you do that for yourself. Um, there's so many ways, mindfulness and yoga, meditation, breath work and, and eating healthy. I'm actually, um, I'm actually growing potatoes and I have red lettuce and kale. Amazing. And I know it's, it's, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun kind of getting into, uh, we create like our homemade everything just about. Mm. Um, and we, uh, we just love, we're trying to get into more sustainability and, you know, not rely on the grocery store as much, you know, cause prices has just spiked so yeah. insanely high. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would rather have less processed food in our home and, and in and, our bodies, in our bodies yeah. you know, I love that. And I think that's definitely something that, um, kind of going back in parallel to when you're in art school, you're used to making artwork based on assignments. And you're like, Mm -hmm. hey, I have a oil painting class where I'm doing landscapes and it's due every six weeks. And they tell you whether subject matter or skill. Um, So you're given these assignments. And so I felt like it was kind of the same for me, health and fitness wise, Mm -hmm. growing up as an athlete, which kind of felt counterintuitive of like, you're going to practices, you're doing like two hour practices, five days a week. So like, Mm -hmm. you don't know anything other than being healthy and fit and like running like miles and miles, like after practice and tournaments. And yeah. um, So then when you're older and you're not on a organized team where they have Mm -hmm. practices and you kind of have to figure out what does that system look like for yourself? What does your creative process look like to you? What does health and fitness look like to you? And I found especially the parallels between those two identities really interesting. Um, And especially recently that identity of like an artist and an athlete, I feel like isn't as commonly talked about. I think it is more common than people think. Um, But I found that I had these like conflicting kind of like with the creative practice and working out schedule but also that identity with athletics growing up inherently in competition, like in order for you to win, someone else has to lose. So like you're always trying to get better than someone else. Like if you're taking a break, 
then like someone else is getting ahead of you. Like you have to be always working and always getting better and shifting that mindset to more community focused in Mm -hmm. the arts. Like you can be great. And that doesn't mean someone else has to lose to also be great. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. Which is a very rewarding and like refreshing feeling of that's a big mindset. Um, that we share on our podcast, Level Up Artist Podcast, is community over competition. Love like that. we're very open with, hey, like, what hooks do you use to hang your artwork on the walls? Here, like, let me send you an Amazon link. Like, what book would you refer to if you're like starting to do this? Okay, like I would do this one. This is a great podcast, and just being like overly sharing of information mm-hmm. and materials and techniques because. I'm like, it's that confidence of like, you can only do what you do and they can do what they do. And we Mm -hmm. can all collectively rise. It's not that athletes competition mindset of like, I'm not going to teach you how to do this, like ball handling trick, like for basketball, because then you might use it against me. Right. Yeah. There's nothing you can use against me because we're both just striving in our own way, Um, which I feel like is a really refreshing mindset. And yes. Yeah. Yep. I love it. I we, love it. We we tell our staff all the time. We teach them because we want them to be better than we are. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's so many people and you 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 said it so wonderfully so I'm not going to like keep beating <laughs> it to death, but there's so many people who just live their lives like I'm in competition with everybody. We live our lives where we're in competitions with ourselves. As long right. as I'm better yeah. today than I was yesterday, right. that's all that matters. You know, if I'm worse today than I was yesterday, then I'm failing. So yeah. if I'm I'm always trying to better myself. Yeah. I'm not trying to be better than anybody else in this world. Like I'm I'm just a person like everyone else. And so you kind of touched on it a little bit, but let's go ahead and dive in about your podcast and yeah. talk about what kind of subjects you talk about and like the things that people can expect from your podcast. Yeah. So it's called the Level Up Artist Podcast. It's on all streaming platforms, including YouTube, because we are visual artists after mm-hmm. all. <laughs> um, and so we really is focused on that idea of community over competition. Um, the co-host is one of my good friends, Adriana Amay. She has a studio um, at the space where I also have my studio. Um, and so we actually met before we had studios there. We were just making artwork in our home studios and during COVID especially, we um, really started leaning in on each other for that support and accountability. So we started having our like Monday evening check-ins as we'd call it. Um, and so we would talk about, hey, like what artwork are you making? What podcasts have you been listening to? What parts of your business are you struggling with? And just like exchanging information, ideas, resources, and also just like experience, like having that community with each other yeah, um, that we found to be really life-changing during that crazy time. Um, and I don't know if I necessarily would have kept my artwork as much of a priority during that time mm-hmm. if we didn't yeah. already have that established. And so then moving to a community-facing studio, um, we both were so um, gracious for the amazing advice and business lessons that the artists around us were sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so wanting other artists to experience this, we remember being in our isolated, our home studios and wishing we could have a studio here one day. And now we are in that position where we have studios there and mm-hmm. um, just wanting to like give as much information as we can to other artists. And so um, that's a lot of what we share on the podcast. So it's demystifying the creative process as well as just exchanging ideas 
with other career-minded artists, both her and I. And this year we started interviewing other artists from both in our region and around the country um, to really showcase their journey as an artist, showing that there are so many ways you can define success as an artist. You can focus on museums. You can focus on galleries. You can just having a daily art practice can be a successful career as an yeah. artist mm -hmm. and really showcasing the stories of what it means to be a successful artist um, and sharing forward the resources we've heard along the way. So time management skills, resources, a lot of the things we've talked about today, um, but it's been a very wonderful experience. We have new episodes every single Tuesday. Um, and so I would love if any of your listeners are artists to definitely check it out. It's very interesting. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, I was just about to ask you what day of the week it is. <laughs> so that's perfect. Every Tuesday. Yeah. And we've actually had some artists. Um, you know, I'm in the comic book world. So I, I wrote and uh, produced a comic book series called Deadly Crimson. And so I have Super artists. Cool. Yeah. Um, and so it's really cool. So we have some artists that's been on the podcast mm -hmm. that's talked about their experiences. So we'll definitely connect you and make sure that you're in the loop. Yeah, I definitely would love that. Yeah, we're approaching episode 100 now. So that's nice. very exciting. Yeah, we said like every week we're committing, doing it every Tuesday. And it's been super, super rewarding. And Now, have you missed a week at all? In we have not. Oh, no. we haven't either. Yeah, we're yeah congratulations. Three. Yeah, we're, we're roughly around 60-ish episodes now at this very point. Exciting. But uh, yeah, haven't missed a week. It, it's it's hard to not miss a week. Right. And it goes back to that time management and yep. you know, yep. making sure that you're doing things in the right way. Yeah, and making yeah. sure you're batched ahead and you're you're on time and everything is fluently run. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, we're in a holiday exactly. season right now. I mean, who wants to be recording podcasts when you're supposed to be spending time with family and all that stuff? And it goes the same with work. You know, we're yeah. making sure that our work is batched ahead and that that everything's taken care of so that we can take time for ourselves and to recharge and make sure that we're mentally yep. in the best place as possible. Yeah. And I feel like, especially as entrepreneurs, that's something that with a lot of the artists that uh, listen to the podcast, but also that we work on, um, work with in our mentorship program is thinking of going from that like employee mindset to the mm -hmm. employer of like, take into account, like if you're going to release a collection of artwork, don't release it in the middle of July when you're going to be on a family vacation. Like right. it's a very refreshing mindset to be like, not that it would be uh limiting of your business, yeah. but you can have your personal life change or shift your business a little bit during those times, planning ahead as much as possible. So you can take an extra three days during the holiday, but mm -hmm. Content's still going to go out. Podcasts are still going to go out and planning ahead. I feel like it's very refreshing because that's not always the case in other corporate spaces. So that's embracing so that, yeah, embracing that flexibility is great. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. You, you are so amazing, so much knowledge and wisdom, and I just cannot wait to see where you grow into and what you, what is to come for your future. So this is our favorite part of the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, we, we love, we're all about celebration all about celebrating success. And we want to celebrate your successes with our listeners. So whatever it is, big or small, we want you to share your most recent successes with, with our listeners and us. Oh man. I feel like there's so many. <laughs> um, 
like definitely the upcoming 100th episode milestone is a huge one Um, so if your listeners want to stay connected and celebrate that with me um on social media i'm at j sanders studio so i'll definitely be posting about that maybe doing some throwback uh real videos to the first handful of episodes that we recorded because Man, they were tough. They were like right? <laughs> there were like five episodes that were never never see the light of day. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we were like, let's record 10 before we tell like anyone we're doing this. Well, just in you- case we don't like it. Um, turns out we loved it, but the first couple were a little rough. Um, so getting on a hundred episodes is amazing. Um, and then the ongoing artwork that I'm releasing. Um, if mm. anyone is still doing their holiday shopping, or maybe they have some January or February birthdays, I have a holiday gift guide on my website. Um, and so you could go and look at that, maybe think of some gifts throughout the year um, and stay in touch with upcoming artwork that I'm releasing. I always share it on my newsletter. Um, and so you can go to my website, JacquelineSanders.com slash newsletter um, for all of those. But yeah, so those are art business wins. I will That's say, amazing. I will say a personal win, kind of related, but not really. I just invested in a walking desk treadmill. Ooh. Have you guys oh, ever tried yes, them? Yes, I have. Yes. Mm-hmm. I am like absolutely obsessed with that. So it's not really related to art, but it is my business. Just yep. like focus tunnel vision on like planning out content or goal setting. And you walk like four miles. And you're like, wow, that was great. <laughs> so I have done that where I'm working. And for some reason, as I'm typing and I'm walking, I'll forget to walk or I'll forget to type. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> now, what I want to see is you doing art on a treadmill. And then you, you should do a video where you have your art set up on yes. your easel and, and you're trying to walk and do art at the same time that oh, would man. be quality content right? walking art. <laughs> some of my basketball footwork drills may be come in handy during that do some yeah, right? <laughs> while i'm painting the mm, one thing i do love the one thing i do love is a medicine ball is to replace the chair like mm-hmm. you know you just on your medicine ball so you're constantly working your abs and moving around yeah. <laughs> Yeah, whatever people need to do, as you said, especially during this holiday season where Mm -hmm. um, maybe you're indulging a little bit more with food or if the holiday season is a really big part of your business, you know, you're going to be doing more admin work, more computer work, whatever you need to do to invest in yourself or get moving, become more mindful. Um, I feel like whatever it is, just getting outside more definitely need to do that, especially during the stressful times, even when it feels like you have no time that's normally when you have to do it the most yes exactly well you've already mentioned your website Mm -hmm. and your instagram but just one more time for everybody else tell everybody where you can uh where they can get in touch with you where they can connect with you and follow everything you're doing yeah of course um so my website is jacquelinesanders.com um and then i'm on all social media platforms at j sanders studio or you can follow the podcast um it's at level up artists on instagram or Level Up Artist Podcast on any of your platform streaming services and YouTube too. Awesome. So cool. <laughs> and do you have any final advice that you would love to leave our listeners with? Ooh, I would say even in the craziness of whatever phase of life you're in, just try to do your best to slow down um, and 
the one mission I have with my artwork and has really just been a mindset I've adopted a lot recently is just try to transform life's mundane moments into memorable experiences. Mm. It may just be taking a few more deep breaths um, in a stressful situation. It may be making something, bringing a vision to life or doing work that your future self would be thankful for. So just try to make every moment a memorable experience. That's such great advice. I love that. I love that. And be present always. I love it. <laughs> well, Jackie, this has been so much fun and you are our kind of people. Yes. Like everything we've discussed yeah. today, like we're so like-minded <laughs> and I'm a difference yep. and making changes. We love it. So I'm so glad that we were able to connect and get you on the podcast and just thanks. Thanks for your time today. Yeah. You've been yeah, amazing. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so wonderful. You definitely energized my day. Oh, you us too. I'm I'm ready to get back to my laptop and get back to marketing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, Jackie, you've been amazing. And we'll bring you back on and see what's going on for next year. I would love that. All right. All right. Have, have a good one. Bye. Jackie is such a beautiful soul. Right? She just she is like we said she's our kind of people yeah. she really goes in line with everything that we're yeah. doing in our community and what we're building and i just love that she's out there helping people yeah. and giving knowledge away so many people are so stingy with their knowledge they're like yeah. i figured all this out i'm not helping anybody but we're all in this together yeah. like she said there's no competition yeah we are community and we're building a community and you listeners are a part of our community and everybody that's come on this podcast is a part of our community. And we just, we want it to be bigger and bigger. Yes, exactly. And, you know, like we always say, we are better together. Mm -hmm. We are a team, we're a community and, and, and this is what we're growing. So we're so excited that you're here with us and that you're growing with us and yes. that you're sharing all of these memories because these are our memories too. And we love our guests and we love our listeners. So if you have a success story that you would like to share, or you just have something that you want to share that you've learned from one of our guests that you've implemented in your own life, mm -hmm. then reach out to us at reimaginesuccesspod at gmail.com or on any social media platform at reimaginesuccess pod um, or you can reach out to us melissa lee ellen on social or jesse uh, music jesse b on social yeah and uh a lot of times during this episode we were mentioning uh, art that was behind jackie and if you're just listening to this on one of the streaming platforms you didn't see it but you can go over to patreon.com slash creative global and watch this podcast you can see we me doing a crazy dance right now <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, we do video podcasts every single week, which actually come out on Tuesday instead of Thursday. So if you want your podcast a little bit early yeah. and you want to watch it, head over to patreon.com slash creative global. And for just $5 a month, you get so much content and bonus content and behind the scenes stuff. So definitely check that out. It's totally worth it. Yeah. And you know, we love, like I said, we want to form a community and whether you're on social, you're on Patreon, no matter where you are, we love to hear from you. So don't forget to reach out to us on any social media platform or at reimaginesuccesspod at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with your friends and family. Word of mouth is such a great way to spread the news about things. So thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of our community. And with that, this has been a Creative Global Podcasting production. Did you get motivated? Do you feel inspired? Don't worry about keeping up with the Joneses anymore, and don't forget to celebrate your successes every single day. Thank you for taking this journey with us. 
Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Reimagine Success Pod. Email us at reimaginedsuccesspod at gmail.com and let us know what your successes are. Head over to patreon.com slash creativeglobal for bonus and behind-the-scenes content. New episodes every Thursday at reimaginesuccesspod.com or your favorite podcast streaming platform. So let's change our mindsets and reimagine success.